Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. You're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast and I'm your host Aisha, a pediatric speech and language therapist, mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Inshallah today we are going to be talking about unleashing your inner confidence and self-esteem. Before we begin, don't forget you can download my free downloadable printable organizer on www.cupofparenting.com planner. Let's begin. Let's start off by discussing what self-esteem and confidence actually means and why is it important to us in our daily lives. So self-esteem essentially is the opinion that you have about yourself. This might not even be reflective of the abilities that you have, but it's the opinion that you hold of these abilities. This can be impacted by things like your environment, what's around you, the people who are around you, and also social pressures that are around you as well. The most important thing is to recognize that self-esteem is dynamic and it is something that you can change if you wish to. But in the first place, why is this important? And what are the benefits of having a good or positive self-esteem and having self-confidence in yourself? Having good self-esteem means that you are likely to have really good confidence in approaching any aspect of your life. It also means when you are met by setbacks, which are inevitable for all of us, that inshallah, because you have good self-confidence, you can deal with these in a positive manner and you can move on successfully in your life. It also makes you more resilient to things. It also means by having positive self-esteem and really good confidence that you will set really good goals for yourself, both in your personal life and your professional life, These could be Islamic goals, these could be general goals. What are some of the negative impacts of having low self-esteem? There's quite a few, let's go through some of them. You have limited achievement and ambition. Low self-esteem often leads to the lack of belief in one's abilities and it means that you might have reduced goals and individuals may settle for something less than what's good enough for them just because They might think, well, you know, I'm not good enough to have that particular thing or I'm not good enough to be able to achieve that goal. For example, I know so many people who are actually very, very capable, but because they don't have that self-esteem about themselves, they often set themselves quite low targets. And this could be just generally in their life or for things, for example, in business. Maybe they're really good at something and have a really good skill set, but they don't think they Because remember, self-esteem is how you perceive your skills, not necessarily that your skills and ability match this perception. So if you've got a low self-perception, but you're actually quite skilled and you have got good abilities, then it might be that you're just setting low goals for yourself because you don't think you deserve the best and you don't think that you're capable when actually you are. You might also, by having low self-esteem and low confidence, have a heightened sense of fear. So this means that you might not be prone to taking risks or trying anything new or just going out of your comfort zone because you've got that fear of what other people might think, what other people might say. These could be family members or other people in your environment. And you might be just worried about how you would cope if things don't go to plan. And sometimes things don't go to plan. And if you don't have 
you know, that confidence, you won't be able to maybe approach new things. Having low self-esteem and low confidence can also negatively impact relationships. How? Individuals may struggle to establish healthy boundaries in relationships and you might be like over-reliant on someone when you don't actually even need to be or it might be that you have difficulty in expressing your needs because you don't have the confidence to be able to do so. It could lead to social withdrawal. So this is not when people are introverts because some people are quite happy being introvert and that's fine. But it could be that you might withdraw yourself socially from situations just because you have low self-esteem about yourself. So you might not think you're good enough to approach a certain group, or group whether that's a group activity, a general social meetup and you might find it quite um, anxiety inducing and you might not feel confident about yourself so because of this you might do it to such an extent that you suffer from loneliness or isolation which as generally as human beings we are social creatures so this isn't a good thing either because it means that then you're denying yourself these opportunities which might be coming your way but you might not be taking advantage of them just because you have low self-esteem it could mean that you start doing negative self-talk so sometimes a lack of confidence manifests in negative self-talk so that little voice that goes on in your head where you consistently criticize yourself and you know you have to protect yourself from waswasa in certain different ways of course as muslims you're supposed to be reading surahs to keep yourselves protected and doing your prayers etc but if you have really negative self-esteem and low self-confidence it might be that you're your own worst enemy it might be that you're actually criticizing your own self so this negative self-talk you might even talk yourself out of opportunities out of doing things just because you don't feel that you're good enough this can also lead to mental health issues so for example if you've got persistent low self-esteem and lack of confidence you could it could contribute to things like anxiety or depression and it's when you're constantly negatively self-criticizing um yourself and it can take a toll on your emotional well-being as well so it doesn't just affect your emotional mental health it can also affect your physical health because it could mean that you have disrupted sleep patterns for example it could mean that you're not eating properly because if you have such low confidence and self-esteem to the extent that you it's keeping you up at night basically and there's a you know there's a real playing in your mind about the day's events or the week events or something's bothered you and you only can see it in a negative light and sometimes you can't move past it and you replay and you replay it and you analyze it to death and then it really affects you in such a way that you're not sleeping which obviously means that physically you're not well to perform your best the next day so that's another way in which it can affect you negatively it can also lead to limited self-fulfillment in your personal life so if you haven't got any self-esteem, you haven't got any confidence and this hinders your personal fulfillment, it means that you're not living a content and meaningful life because you're not even reaching your full potential or you're not even satisfied in the things that you are maybe achieving but you can't see that. This is why recognizing the importance of cultivating positive self-esteem and confidence is crucial so that you can then address those negative impacts that are happening and promote overall well-being and success in your life inshallah. So what are the, some of the ways in which we can boost our self-esteem and confidence and how can we do this successfully? 
The first one is to overcome perfectionism. Just let go of the idea that you are, you're going to try and be the best. You know, we've all got flaws. <laughs> we've all got flaws and imperfections and you need to accept some of the failures that are inevitably going to come in your life, whether these are related to your personal life, your professional life or your family life. Sometimes things don't go as we want them to and sometimes people don't put themselves forward and this leads to procrastination because they think and think and think for so long that they miss the deadline or they miss the boat to really do something because they just don't think that whatever they are going to do is good enough. Just try and be the best version of your own self. That's only the best you can do. You should never try and compare yourself to other people. In fact, as a Muslim, you should be looking at those uh, less fortunate than you when it comes to worldly goods to you know, give yourself a positive boost and say, actually, I'm better than them in these respects. But look at those who are doing better than you in terms of their relationship with their deen and say, I wish I can be like this person and try and emulate their practices if they're better than mine. Maybe they're better than me in their prayers or their good deeds or their Quran reading. That, then it's okay to compare yourself to them because you're going to try and better yourself and say that, um, inshallah, you know, this person's doing really well and I hope that I can replicate what they're doing or improve myself but when it comes to worldly things try and look at those less fortunate than you and that'll just maybe sort of put things into perspective it won't alleviate your problems but at least it'll give you some sort of perceptive when you are thinking about having the confidence to then do the things that are going to better your situation another thing that you can do is develop your skills so if you do want to go out and achieve something, do you have the skills to do that? And if you don't, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to enroll in a course? Are you going to learn some new skills? What is your purpose? Do you know what it is? Have you thought about it? Are you inspiring other people? What are you good at? Everyone is good at something and everyone can teach somebody something that they know. And that might even be people that you're familiar with as a starting point. And that can boost your confidence as well. So think about that, What the way you can improve yourself and as human beings we should continuously be improving ourselves because as I've said nobody's perfect but we all have opportunities in which we can develop our skills. Focus on what you can change and what's in your control. There will always be things in your environment that you can change, there'll always be things that you can't do anything about. Make lists and have a proper look at things that are having an impact on you, positive things and negative things Try and one by one eliminate the negative ones and maybe increase the positive ones if they're contributing to your self-confidence, your self-esteem. And if the negative ones aren't, then just try and get rid of them. Set realistic goals for yourself based on what you can achieve, when you can achieve it, how you can achieve it, and if it's going to affect your life in a positive manner rather than looking at the people around you and trying to copy their goals. Everybody's different everybody's situations different and everybody's life goals are different. As a Muslim there's some more things that we can do. First and foremost we can have tawakkal on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is when you rely solely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to um, boost your self-esteem by believing in Allah and understanding that actually no matter what you do the ultimate control lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do all believe that but it's believing it to an extent that you feel comfortable with what's going on. 
and recognizing that even though every effort you're putting in is a means to get there, the outcomes are ultimately decided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a Muslim, you can always practice gratitude, sugar, all the time, whether things are going good or bad. Obviously, if things are going bad, exercise sabr, which is patience. We know a lot about how important it is and how this is an amazing characteristic for a Muslim to have to exercise patience. But when things are, are going right and things are okay, don't forget to offer your sugar all the time. This can be for things that you've got day to day in your life. And this can connect you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a more deeper level because you're recognizing the many positive blessings in your life on a day-to-day -day basis and blessings that you've got within yourself. If you're good at something, be thankful for it. And this is another way in which you can positively increase your self-confidence and boost your self-esteem as well. You also have the opportunity at least five times a day when you're doing your salah, your five daily prayers to practice self-reflection. And by doing this, you can ask Allah to forgive you. You can think about your intentions and you can just raise your strengths and think about your areas for improvement. And if you're doing this, even for a few minutes during or after your prayers, then this should also help you boost your confidence and your self-esteem. Think about your contribution to your community, right? As a Muslim, you all belong to the wider ummah. So within your capacity, so whether this is with your friends, whether this is with your family, whether you've got the opportunity to do this in your local masjid or even set up something in your community, think about how can you positively contribute. If there's nothing at all set up where you are, then think of setting something up. And it doesn't need to be something that's massive when, um, I first started there was only two other people and now there's a lot lot more alhamdulillah but the point is that everybody starts from somewhere and everybody starts from influencing just one person and that's absolutely fine just think what can I do in a positive way that's gonna benefit both me and that person and this will actually give you a boost as well and increase your self-esteem knowing that you're doing something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're doing it with good intentions and hopefully you'll soon meet like-minded people who agree with what you're doing and they also want to get involved that are local to you and this will be a way in which you can also increase your self-esteem because um, you know as a Muslim as a Muslim in Islam encourages you to think about brotherhood or sisterhood so think about what you're doing in terms of this finally put your thoughts into action it's all very well thinking about this and agreeing with this but until you take action until you realistically make those lists Say, okay, I'm going to make this change. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you make that change. And then you go about and make the change. Until you do that, then, you know, you'll be in the same boat. But inshallah, once you start taking the first step and doing that, this will then have a knock-on positive effect. And this will be the beginning of your journey to improving your self-esteem and your confidence. And this is an ongoing journey of self-reflection, of change, of taking action. So unleashing your inner confidence and boosting your self-esteem is an ongoing process. It does require hard work, it does require dedication and it does require self-reflection. But by embracing your strength, by having the faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by taking action, inshallah, you can cultivate a mindset that propels you towards a most, more confident and empowered version of yourself. So be patient, inshallah, and keep trying 
and I hope you are successful in reaching your goals. I hope you found this useful, inshallah. I'll see you next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.